Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. City Place Church, it is Dude Week. It is Father's Day. My name is Damon Moore, and I welcome you to City Place Church online. Today is the day where we celebrate men. All the men say, yeah. In May, we celebrated strong women. We celebrated Mother's Day. And today, this is Dude Week. And I'm so excited to be able to bring God's word to you. I pray that you've been enjoying our series, Dream Again, and leaning into sweet dreams and sleeping in the presence of the Lord. But today, I I just promise you, I'm going to speak life to you men, but I promise you that I'm also going to speak life to every single person because of what God wants to say today. And so just to make your experience more enjoyable and easy, I want to just make you aware of just some things that's available to you. You can download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And I promise you that you're going to want to follow along today just to be encouraged. I want to let you know that the reason why we have you download notes is so that when we're here on the weekend and we're jumping into God's word, that the word of God doesn't just stay on Sunday morning, that it travels with you throughout the rest of the week. And so download those notes today. Also do me a favor. Let me know where you're watching from. Tell us your name. If this is your first time here, let us know that you're new. Uh, We want to know who you are. It is important to us that we have an opportunity to connect with you. And so you can connect with us right there by by texting 94000 and text the word City Place. City Place. Our team just wants to come alongside of you and say thank you for being a part of service today. I hope your heart is stirred up. So many things that we are excited about. Today is Father's Day. I want you to mark your calendars because on July, on June the 27th, we have baptism. And then on July 4th, an oldie buddy goodies coming back at the movies. So listen, I want you to get ready to push some things out of the way. We're going to celebrate Jesus all day today. And we're also going to worship God from our heart through our giving. God uses us as a church to impact the world, not only with the gospel, but literally allowing us to make an imprint in our city and the world through kingdom finances. And so we're just going to worship God like crazy today. Have fun today. Men, we celebrate you today. For those of you who are ready to take your next step in Jesus, baptism is that. Do me a favor. I want you to fill out a a virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know that you're ready to go liquid with your faith and take that next step. Our team would love to give you all the information that you need to be a part of baptism. Men, today's your day. It's dude week. Come on. It's dude week here at City Place Church. And I believe that God has put something on the inside of me for you, but also for every person that's watching. You know, we are, we've been in a series called Dream Again, and we said that it is the Holy Spirit that reveals to us the things that God wants us to know. We don't want our dream. We want God the Father's dream because the Father's dreams for you and for me are for his purpose, his kingdom, his plan, his purpose, his people, but you and I get the benefit. And today on this Father's Day weekend, this dude weekend, I want to jump into a story that you may have heard before. It is the story of what Jesus referred to as the prodigal son. And in this story, I have to be honest with you, I feel like my assignment today is to challenge you men on who God created you to be. But this message is not just for men on Father's Day weekend, on Dude Week. This is for all of us. And so I want you to prepare your heart because in this story, there is a father. There are servants, there are siblings, and then there are sons. Now, today I'm going to start one part and then I'm going to continue on next week. But I want to jump into God's word because 
some things jumped out to me today. And this is where I want to just begin to encourage you as men. I feel like my, 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 my purpose today is to speak life to you today and encourage you on who you are in God. And this is what the Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to pause and then I'm going to bounce around and give some thoughts today. And I promise you that although this is dude weekend, this message is for everyone. And so I want your heart to be ready. And I want you to just kind of right where you are. We just open up your arms, men and women. Come on, open up your arms and just say this. Say, Father God, speak to me clearly so that I can accomplish your God dreams for my life. Let's go. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 says this. Then Jesus said, a certain man, somebody say certain, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So the dad divided to them, his two sons, his livelihood. Another version says that he gave to him, gave to them his property. He gave to them what was meant to be passed on at his death. He gave to them right now. Verse 13, it says, not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far off country, and there he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. So he started off in the house with his father, and he ended up in a field as a servant. And he, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. And when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your servant, your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And so he got up and went to his father. This is really cool, y'all. Check this out. It says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said, Father, I have, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Verse 22. But the father said to his servants, looking the son just off, like, okay, whatever you just said, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the one, for the son of mine who was dead is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they begin to celebrate. This morning, I want to talk about two things. It's, it's, it's kind of how I see it. It's kind of like the dreams of a father. But then I also think about it from the standpoint of kingdom men. So it's the dream of a father. And then I see it from the vantage point of kingdom men. So I'm speaking to you men that are watching and hanging out today, but I'm also speaking to us at City Place Church. So please don't lose sight and just say, oh, no, this is just for the guys. No, no, no. I'm speaking to you men, but I'm speaking to everyone. And here's what I felt like the father wanted me to encourage you as men. The Bible says that Jesus refers to it this way as he's telling this parable story. He says it this way. He says, a certain man had two sons. And in my study time, I, I literally stayed in this verse for a period of time because I realized that everything that you read in Scripture is weighty information. It's, it's weighty for our study. And it says that a certain man, that means that there were other men that didn't view what 
was the godly responsibility of their life. They didn't place much emphasis on it, but the Bible says that there was a certain man. There was a kingdom man that had two sons, that he, 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 he had two sons and he was present in his son's life. He was, he was present in the responsibility that God the Father had given to him. And the Bible says that this certain man had two sons. As I was reading that, I wanted to just speak life to you today. And this is where the, this part is for you. I want to speak to you men because sometimes it could feel like you're not that certain man. It could feel like because of life, because of your past, because of your story, because of your history, you, you in some ways have lost your man card, right? You know, your man card. I, I can remember growing up and I worked in professional sports and uh, some of the things that I would hear in the locker room were, 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 were descriptions of what people thought was real manhood. It was like, 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 like how many women you could get with or, or the way you, you, the money you earned or your identity when you walked out or, or what you wore or, or, or certain behaviors that, that reflected your, your, your manhood. And, and here in this one little simple verse, Jesus just simply says this, a certain man had two sons. Like, I know there's nothing, I'm not pulling any Greek Hebrew words out. I just read this and I felt like the father said, they're certain men, not all, but there's kingdom men who receive what I ask of them. And they respond and they care for the things in their hands. And so for you men, for, for the way you're caring for the thing that's in your hand, now, and I'm not talking about the things that you feel like you're, you're not doing well on. No, today I want to empower you. I want to, I want to encourage you for the certain things and the certain man that you are because not every man is caring for God's possessions the way that you are. So I just want to encourage you today to let you know that God has designed you to be that certain man. So then let's just make it, let's just make it broad. God has designed all of us who are watching today to be certain people in the kingdom of God. A certain man had two sons. They were given to him by God the Father. But the Bible says this. The Bible says that the young son went to the father and said, will you give me what is due me later? And, 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 I, and I started to learn a little bit more about the certain man. And so I want to, again, speak life to you. And I want to speak life to us as a church. I wrote this in my Bible because I literally was, was scripting it all down. When, when, when we learn about the, the response of the son to the father, here's what I realize about this certain man. This certain man provided for his family the certain man was thinking legacy because he literally thought beyond himself and felt like everything that God the Father had given to him wasn't just for him. It was to get down to his children. So it led me to believe that the dad had a God dream and knew that the success that God was giving him wasn't just supposed to be for him. It was supposed to literally get to his generations. See, God's dream for you. And your family, men and women of City Place Church, is, is to impact somebody else. And so when I read about this certain man, he is present in what God has given him and what God has placed in his hand. But he was also a good steward of what God had given him. And when he was stewarding all that God had given him, he had stewarded in a way that said, this is not for me. This has to get down to my legacy. So he was providing. He was, he, 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 he was a good steward of God's word. He thought generationally. And then I thought this, I wrote this down, that he was also very strategic. He was strategic in how he cared for what God had given him, the God dream of his heart that was birthed in front of him in the result of these two sons. He said, I'm going to care for it. I'm going to be real strategic that everything that God puts in my hand won't be just for me. I'm going to get it down to my sons. And so since we've been in this series of dreaming again, and I'm speaking to the men and the families and the women of City Place Church, I want you to begin to think about the strategy that God has for you that goes beyond you to your generations, to your legacy. It's a certain man who had 
two sons. It's a certain man that, that said, God, what you have placed in my hand, I will steward well. See, not all of us here today that are online watching today are parents. Not all men are fathers. But all of us are sons. Many of you are teachers and educators and mentors, brothers and siblings. And there's still something that God has for you and I that he wants to put in our hands. And he says, just steward it. And as you steward it, think strategic, think provision, think care, think strategy. Yes, think legacy, think generational. See, I realize that kingdom men, kingdom people provide covering accountability and conviction, which, which is also character to the places and the things and the calling and the purpose that represent God. See, that certain man, when Jesus talked about him, he provided covering for his boys, accountability for his boys, conviction and an example of godly character for his boys because it represented who God was in his life. See, God's design for you and I has always been to be a part of the spiritual family of God, never to be in a religious routine. God's design has always been to be a part of a family, not a part of a religion. The Bible says that the, the father, the certain man, has a conversation with his son, and his son says, Dad, give me what you owe me right now. Like, he's literally seen his dad care for him, cover him, keep him accountable. The conviction, he's literally watched the conviction and the character of his dad representing God well, but something on the inside of him says, I don't want this anymore. The relationship that we got is good, but give me the stuff. Give me what's in your hand, not you. See, so many times as men and as women and, and people, we can, we can lose sight of the fact that we have a relationship with a father that is covering us, keeping us accountable, being, providing us with conviction and showing us the character that produces all that he wants us to accomplish. And we push all of that aside and we say, will you please just give me what I want? See, this has been the, the struggle and the tension in our series, Dream Again, because there are my dreams that are limited in capacity that I want fulfilled, and then there are God dreams that, that, that keep me covered and accountable, and, and, and there's a conviction to them because they don't apply to me only. They have to get down to generations, and it has to impact God's people and not just for me. And so this dad is thinking, I have literally grabbed hold of the God dream of my life. I produced it in my life in these two boys, and I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about them, but these two boys say, at least the one says, give me what you owe me now. See, the father's relationship, God the father's relationship has always been focused on the spiritual father-son-daughter relationship that he designed. Never the religion and the rituals. See, when you and I decide that we want to set aside the relationship and focus on the benefit or well, the religious side of things, we step from being covered and accountable, convicted, to being uncovered. I realized that this kingdom man, or the dream of the father, notice how I said I wanted to encourage you, man. But yet I wanted to encourage us all. Like there's, there's the dream of the father who says, I want relationship over just the rituals and the routines. I want to be in your world. I want to be in your life. I don't desire anything other than just to know who you are. As I was reading this, I realized some things jumped off at, my, at me that God sees you as sons and daughters, but religion and routines and rituals can make you feel like a servant 
or a slave. God sees you as sons and daughters, but religion can make you feel like a servant or a slave. The, the, the young man is in the house and something on the inside of him said, I need, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, like the, the covering and the accountability and the, and, 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 the, and the conviction of my dad, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm done. I just want what you owe me. I don't want it later. I want it now. How many times have we asked God to give it to us now? And he's like, you're not ready yet. Like, and you were like, demand it. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Give me this now. Give me this relationship now. I want this now. And God's like, you're not ready for it. No, give it to me now. See, God sees you as sons and daughters, but religion can make you feel like you're a servant or a slave. It can make you say, oh, what? Why, why, why aren't you doing this for me? What's going on? Give me my stuff now. Not realizing that the creator of the universe is dead. Here's what the Bible says. First John 3, 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Like, John says, the Father bestowed so much love that we're kids. We're not on the outskirts like the world, we're kids. See, men, women, city place, you are sons and daughters of God. Sons and daughters of God. So this certain man, this certain man had positioned himself to be able to carry the God dream of his life, and he stayed there because he was a son. His practical, natural son literally said, I need to step away from my sonship and push it aside. See, the father's dream is consistent relationship. Kingdom men are certain men that says, God, what you put in my hand, I'm going to hold on to, I'm going to steward well. I'm going to cover. I'm going to keep it accountable. I'm going to lead it with character. I'm going to produce. I'm going to be strategic. Because that's how you designed me. Men, you are that certain man, city place. You are those certain people that God looks for. You are a part of the family of God. I wrote this down when I was looking and I'm seeing this kingdom man leading his family, this kingdom man leading his business, this kingdom man leading in his community, this kingdom man leading his employees, this kingdom man leading his home. Like you are men. I realized that when the son left the father, he left his covering. See, the result of being spiritually and naturally fathered is there's provision, there's faith, there's wealth, there's health, there's protection, there's character, there's generational inheritance and blessing. But something happens when we leave the covering of the father. I wrote this down, write this down. When we leave the covering of our spiritual father, we detach from life-giving sources. When we leave the covering of our spiritual fatherhood, we detach from life-giving sources. See, some of you men that I encouraged about being that certain man, some of you may have felt like, no, 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 Pastor Damon, you don't understand. I haven't been present in this area. I have, I have missed the mark here. I've, 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 I've done this here. And, 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 and I don't really know if God can, can, can restore. See, the reason why I wanted to encourage you today is because I feel like God wants to give all of us watching today an opportunity to recognize where we might have missed it in the past and pull that issue or that element from the past and just bring it back under the covering of God the Father. See, some of the things of our past, the reason why we may feel like that will ruin us for the rest of our life is because we haven't brought it back under the covering of the Father. See, when we, when, 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 when we are uncovered, we, we lose life sources that the Father provided. The Father provides the covering and he provides the accountability and he, he provides the, the, the conviction and the character so that we can carry and represent him well. For those of you who feel like, Pastor Damon, I don't, I don't really know if I'm, 
If, if, if I'm a kingdom person, I don't really know if I'm a kingdom man, Pastor Damon. No, I'm telling you, you are. You are a child. You are a son and a daughter of God. It's just that maybe today you need to be brought back under the covering, accountability, and conviction of the father. The father was still that certain man who had two sons. And one son said, I'm not focused on the relationship, dad. I'm tired of these rules of this house. Give me my stuff now. And when he said that, he disconnected from his life source. City Place, if you feel like there's an area of drought in your life, if you feel like you're missing the mark in your life, it could be that maybe you are uncovered. See, when we are uncovered and we are detached from the dreams of the Father, or maybe as, as men, we, we feel like we're, we're not reaching the kingdom man. I want to challenge us and I want to encourage us and ask us a question. Maybe we are uncovered. Maybe our actions are uncovered. Maybe our behavior is uncovered. Maybe our conviction is uncovered. Our accountability is uncovered. And so the choices we make are because we've chosen to not be in the relationship with the Father. Maybe we've just been doing a religious routine and God never designed for the religious routine. He designed for the relationship of the father. See, when you and I detach ourselves from spiritual fatherhood, we detach ourselves from the life giving source that was in the house already. The son had everything he needed, but he felt like he was missing something. Have you ever been close to God and felt like you were missing something? Like you're in a relationship with God, but you feel like you're missing something. The question is, is why do we feel like we have to leave the presence of God or the house of God to find the thing that we feel like we're missing? I wrote this down. What we often chase, we often leave behind. What we often chase, we often leave behind. The Bible says that the son says, give me everything that I, I, you owe me and I want it now. Literally, I can see him going, I just want some freedom. Like, I can remember when I was younger, couldn't, couldn't wait to leave my parents' house. Like, I, 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 when I get X, Y, Z, I am moving out. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I couldn't, I couldn't really wait because I couldn't wait to get out of high school. I couldn't wait to get out of college. And then I realized that every time that I tried to leave something behind, I was leaving something behind. So the young son has a kingdom man as a dad, as a father, as an influence in his life. And he chooses, I want some freedom. So he literally leaves to go chase freedom, not recognizing that where he was in the house, he had freedom. So he leaves for freedom, not really realizing that he had freedom. See, so many times we leave the presence of God. We try to leave the house of God, chasing something, trying to find something, not really placing the weight on the fact that God's whole design is for us to be in a spiritual family relationship with him. He is dead. We are kids. And everything that we need is found in the house. Everything that we need is found in the house. It's, it's the Father's dream for you. Is that everything that you need will be found in him. Like, we don't have to leave his presence to find what we need. Everything that we need is found in him. The, the, the word of God is full of Every single scripture that applies to every single area of need, of desire, of longing, it's all in God's word. We often chase. What we often chase, we often leave behind. The Bible says this, that whom the son sets free is free indeed. Freedom is literally found in Jesus. But yet so many times in our natural life, we try to run to freedom. Meanwhile, we're leaving freedom. 
I've heard so many times in my 20 years as a pastor, I heard so many times people said this. They said, this is how they put it. They say, uh, Pastor Damon, I'll come to church, but I have to get my life right first. And so literally what they're saying is I have to work. I, I have to work on me before I return or come to God. And literally it's backwards. No, you come to God because it's in him by which everything in us gets fixed. Why? Because he's literally the creator of the world, but he's also dead. So what we often chase, we often leave. In demanding freedom, you and I sometimes leave freedom. See, I leave freedom and you leave freedom when we are uncovered. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 11, the Bible says that there's a fruit on the tree and God had told Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit. And it says that Eve goes and grabs the fruit. She eats the fruit. Adam eats the fruit. And the Bible says right away they realize that they are naked. And the Bible says this, when you read the verse, it says they were naked and they immediately became ashamed. And so they went, watch now, they went and made a covering for themselves. So they were naked, were unashamed. They step outside of the relationship with God to chase what the enemy told them they should chase. And it says, as soon as they grab hold of the fruit that they wanted, the freedom that they wanted, the enlightenment that they wanted. The Bible says that as soon as they ate the fruit, they realized that they were uncovered. <gasps> and the Bible says they go and they make a covering for themselves. It says the, ne the next day the Lord comes down and, uh, or the day, that day he, the Lord comes down as he had met with them the whole time. And he says that they are hiding behind a tree. And he says, Adam, he, he literally calls Adam. Where are you? Where are you? And Adam's like, yo, God, we, we're, we're right here. <laughs> we're right here. And he's like, what are you doing behind the tree? Uh, we're not fully dressed. And this is what God said. Who told you you were naked? Like, when did you step from my covering to where you're now uncovered? See, the kingdom of God, the Father's dream is to cover, to keep us accountable, to convict the, and, and give us the character that's designed so that we can hold everything that he has for us. It's, it's, it's the design that this certain man had in Luke. But in Genesis, we see what it looks like to be uncovered to where all of my mistakes and failures are things that I try to hide from God. And I just see the religious routine of like, I ain't going back to him. I'm going to hide all of this from God. How often have we as men, how often as we as, as, as you as ladies and, 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 and as people, how often have we seen the issue of our life and instead of just bringing it back into the covering of the Father, we try to hide God says, hey, you, you, you're uncovered and who told you that? Why did you step from my covering when it was for your benefit? I wrote this down. Wearing the constraints of the father's dream and the father's house is not to hold you back, but to set you up. Wearing the constraints of the father's dream and the father's house is not to hold you back, but to set you up. See, the son thought that he was being held back. But the father was like, I'm setting you up. See, men, as I'm talking to you today, some of you feel like I'm the certain man. Let's go. Some of you feel like, but Pastor Damon, now you're talking to me because I'm the son. And I'm here to just encourage you to tell you, you know, you're the certain man. You're the kingdom man. It's just that maybe today we might have to pull all of us as men and women back under the covering of the father. See, your design is that you are sons and daughters of God. That doesn't change. That doesn't change. 
but maybe the issue of our life, we've been trying to hide it and it's causing us to feel like we can't get back. But I'm here to tell you that being in the relationship with God, being a son and a daughter of God, the constraints are not to hold you back, but to set you up. See, the dad in Luke, he knew that everything that God had given him as it relates to his family, as it relates to his business, as it relates to, to what he had from God the Father, he knew that in the natural that he wasn't going to hold on to it. He knew that it was going to get down to the people that God wanted it to impact, which was his family. He said, this is not a constraint for me, man. This is a setup for my kids. This is a setup for my boys. And so what you have in your hand right now, don't keep it away from God. The, the area of your life where God says, bring it all to me that you normally hide the addiction or maybe the sin or maybe the, the dream that you're like, oh, no, God can't ha handle, handle this. He can't have this or maybe the hurt of the past. No, 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 no. Now I'm asking you to bring it back under the covering of the father, because that's where he begins to deal with it. And so the Bible says, dad says, hey, you can have the stuff. And the son goes and it says, within no time, he loses it all. And in losing it all, he begins to lose his vantage point and his perspective of who the father had told him that he was. He lived all of his life in the father's house, but he decided in one moment to step from under the covering, the accountability and the conviction and the character of the father to be his own person. And he says that when he started losing everything, he started to question who he was. It says that he left the father's house and then became a slave and a servant to some person in another country. And the job that he got was taking care of pigs. His perspective had begun to change to where now he's grinding when he never had to grind. The freedom that he thought he had now became a bondage. See, I said it earlier, the thing that we often chase is the thing that we often leave behind. He wanted freedom. He had freedom on all of the land that his father had. Now he's now a slave on someone else's property. He was the heir in one setting, and then he became the slave and the servant in another. See, the enemy will try to throw mirages at us, city place, to make us feel like the grass is greener on the other side someplace else, or God won't do it here. And he'll make us feel like, it's all about the religion and all the routine and say, you want that now. You go get it yourself. And then when we try to get it, all of a sudden, who God created us to be begins to change in our lens. And the Bible says that he says to himself, I'm no better than who was working for my dad. They have it better than me. I'm no longer a son. I'm a, I'm a servant. That's who I am now. He says, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to my dad. and I'm going to say, Dad, I am no longer your son. I'm a slave. See, the enemy plays all these games with us. God created us as sons and daughters. Men. God created you as those certain men. As a kingdom man. You cannot be redefined. No matter the actions of your past, your present, city place, men and women, hear me. The actions of your past cannot redefine how God created you. You are a son or a daughter of God. The father's dream for you is unchangeable. My question is, is have we stepped from underneath the covering of the father? See, I realized that the son in his own mind, had lost his original design. See, when we're uncovered, we leave the original design in our mind. It doesn't change how God sees us, but sometimes it changes in us. He says, I am no longer, look at this verse, 
Verse 11 says, he had two sons. By verse 15, he said, I'm going to hire myself out. I'm going to be a slave. Literally, he changed from where he was, who he was, to who he had become. Here's the truth. This, this is the truth. And I, had, I, I wrote this down as a question. What can you gain in your immaturity that doesn't exist in the Father's house? As God is covering us and God is keeping us accountable and God is providing conviction, what in our spiritual maturing process would cause us to say we can get this elsewhere than in the Father's care? Like, have you thought about that? Like, some of the things that I chase on my own without God, some of the things that I've made mistakes on. Paul said it like this, the things that I try to do right, I often don't do. Like, what, what is it that, that, that causes us in our spiritual maturation process to say, I'm going to go this way? It's the fact that we are missing the fact that the dream of the Father is to keep us in a family relationship with him to where he can cover us and keep us accountable to his promises and convict us and provide us the character to be able to care, carry all that he's designed for us. The truth is, if you and I make up our mind to, lead, to live without God, God will grant the request. If you and I choose to live without God, God will grant the request. Give me all my stuff. I don't know about you, but there have been times when I've told God, you need to give that to me now. And literally, when I got it, I said, I don't want this. And God's like, no, you asked for it. So I let you have it. See, if we're not careful, we'll ask for something and God's like, no, it's not the time or that's not the person or that's not the job or that's not this or that's not that. But we'll say, God, you give me my stuff now. I'm tired of this. And God's like, OK. See, God never designed for us to live without him. But there are times when we request to do things without him and he goes, OK. And the father in the story goes, son, go ahead. Go ahead. But here's what I love. It says that after he goes through all of these different thought processes, he says within himself, let me go back to my father. He says, and what I'm going to do when I see him, I'm going to repent, which means to turn back towards the original target. He says, I'm going to turn back and I'm going to repent. He says, watch this. He says, I'm going to repent to heaven and to him. So that led me to believe that he was living in a kingdom household. So that certain man also made sure that the father, father God, was present in his home. See, see, I love it because he all throughout scripture, like you can see the son literally describing a dad, but sometimes you can't really see the certain man. And so he says, my dad put me in a relationship with God. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to repent to God the Father. I'm going to repent to my dad. And then I'm just going to take a little bit less then because I don't feel worthy. So the Bible says he starts, he starts going home and it says that the Father sees him afar off. Like that leads me to believe that as a certain man, a kingdom man, kingdom people that were constantly looking for the thing that was once lost. Constantly on the lookout, compassion. Who can we welcome back into the family of God? Who can we welcome back into the family of God? No one will be turned away, family of God. See, one of the things that is a part of our vision is that we win the loss for the kingdom of God. We're constantly looking, constantly looking. And today, before we wrap up, many of you will have an opportunity to meet Jesus today because we're constantly looking. All we're saying is, is 
Who's ready to come back under the covering of God the Father? And so the son says, I am tired of living outside, not having a covering, not having accountability, not having a conviction and character example. He says, I'm coming home. And the Bible says that the father's looking for the son. And instead of just waiting, yep, yeah, you know you should. Uh-huh, you the one that did wrong. It says that the father starts running towards the son. See, what a great imagery of a kingdom man, but also of the father, God, who says, listen, I'm looking for you and I don't just sit back going, oh yeah, it's about time you came home. God is like, come on, I'm ready for you. I can't wait. I've been ready for you to say, God, I'm coming back to you as dad, not because of some sort of religious routine. See, this morning, the father is waiting because it's the father's dream for so many of us today to run back into his arms, to come from being uncovered to saying, dad, in your house, Everything that I thought that I wanted to chase, I already had. The Bible says, he says, Dad, I'm worthless. And the dad says, enough. Restore him back to everything that he once was. In fact, bring out the best robe and put it on him. For that which was lost is now found. Literally, he was saying, God's kingdom dream is alive again. God's dream for me as it relates to God's kingdom purpose, plan, agenda, people. But I get the benefit of seeing my son back home. I'm dreaming again. See, today, kingdom men, God doesn't want us to follow a bunch of rules. He wants to be in relationship with you. I realize that there's three unshakable benefits to having the father's dream. The first one is identity. He's like, you're my son. You're not a servant. You're not a slave. You're my son. The second thing is, I love you no matter what you've been through. Yes, you may have stepped from under my covering, but you're welcome back here. And then it was the fact that no matter what he had been through, he had always approved of him. He had always approved of him. This morning, right where you are, I want to invite you back under the covering of God the Father. I want to invite you back into relationship with God. Today you've hung out with me and we told the story and we'll continue a little bit next week. But man, I wanted to encourage you today along with everyone, but I wanted to speak to you because you are a certain man. You are a kingdom man. For the ladies hanging out with us, you are a kingdom person. You are a kingdom daughter. And God designed you to be in kingdom relationship with him. He is dad. Man, what sort of love the Father has bestowed on us, John said, that you and I get to be called the children of God. This morning, I want to invite you into the family of God. I want to invite you back under the covering, accountability, the conviction, the character of God the Father that allows us to carry his God dream because it benefits so many. It benefits your legacy. You having a relationship with God the Father benefits the workplace, the kids you mentor, your home, your family, your siblings. See, I said earlier that there is, and we'll talk about this a little bit next week, there's the Father, which we spent a lot of time on today. There is the Son, which we referenced. But there's another Son that we'll talk about a little bit next week. There's a servant, just in the mentality. Then there's siblings. We'll touch on that next week as well. See, the Father's design for you is to be in constant relationship with Him. And today, I would love to pray a prayer with you that literally just says, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I acknowledge that you died for me. And I want to be a part of the family of God. See, a spiritual relationship is built on the salvation gift that Jesus gave. 
Jesus dying on the cross gave you and I access to be called sons and daughters of God. In fact, there's a scripture that says, because of Jesus, we can cry out to God the Father and say, Abba, Father, which means Father, Father. Right where you are, I wanna pray with you. And I want you to just pray this prayer after me. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and lives on the inside of you. You ready? Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Jesus, thank you for the gift of salvation. Father God, I am a part of your family. In Jesus' name. Come on, City Place, can you make some noise for those that accepted Jesus today? Come on, right where you are, can you make some noise for those that accepted Jesus today? Welcome into the family of God. Welcome into the family of God. It is the greatest decision that you will ever make is walking in a relationship with Jesus. Here's a couple of next steps. Baptism is taking place next Sunday, June the 27th. And I encourage you to go look at it with your faith, the decision that you made today. We want to encourage you to take that next step. The other thing that I want you to do is complete that virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know the decision you made today. A second, a third option of how you can communicate with us is to text cityplace to 94000. Our team wants to just celebrate the decision that you made. We have some resources that we want to send to you because I promise you this next step in walking out your relationship with the Lord and being a part of the family, we want to equip you so that you can constantly stay undercover in your relationship with the Father. Amen? Come on, Kim City Place, can we make some noise one more time today? The final thing that we're going to do today is we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. We believe in being a generous church. We live to give. That's a core value here at our church. And right now, this is an opportunity for you to bless the Lord and just worship Him with your giving. We are so blessed as a church to be able to invest in our community. And we never take that for granted that you and I get to partner together with our kingdom finances to worship the Lord with that. And so I'm going to pray. And I just want you to just uh, trust that God um, is going to use our church to continue to make a great impact throughout our city. Father, we love you today. We thank you that as we tithe and as we give and we sow our offering, Lord God, I just pray that you use it like never before to impact those in our city and our country and literally around the world. Thank you for what you are allowing us to do in Israel. Thank you for what you are allowing us to do literally through planting churches. Thank you for allowing us to, to provide for single moms as well as care for those in our community. We honor you and we thank you that we are part of the family of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for those that accepted you today, I pray, Lord God, that their life is full of excitement. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, City Place, we love you. We can't wait to see you right back here next Sunday, City Place Online. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode. And we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.